Shelby, what's wrong with the car? Uh-oh, I think it's broke. Look, that thing there is all swoped up. We, we got a pair of pliers and a screwdriver. We can find out. I think we should just start poking stuff. Oh, all right. All right. don't do that, folks. Tune into the Grease Gurus. Don't go to the emergency room. Go to the Grease Gurus and learn why your car might have stopped on the side of the road and what not to touch. On Saturday mornings from 10 a.m. on the Tan Talk Radio Network. Ouch, that hurt! You may be owed some money. After 911 and 411, call 541. That's 727-541-1741. Call Gulfstream Motorsports for a diminished value report. Due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I'm very good with wrecks. So if your car's been involved in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for the lost value of your repaired vehicle. And visit us at GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Television, your home for thrust, lust, and rust. We're going to take you on a journey into backyards and garages where Junkabilly mechanics grab and fab their own cars from whatever they can find. There are no rules in the old school. You can win the brand new Lincoln Power MIG welder in the Rat Rod Build Competition. Throttle down, boys, and get ready for some hair bending automotive entertainment. Let's go. Hi, I'm Rad Rod Ricky. Welcome to another episode of Rat Rod TV. We have a special show lined up for you today. A full half hour of Steve Darnell's 1931 Bio Ford Diesel Rat build from start to finish. We uh, build it for a challenge for one of the high schools. I don't even know how much fuel is in this thing. So if we run out, <laughs> then the mileage sucks. Car. 31 Ford two-door sedan Model A, and um, we're putting a four-cylinder Cummins in it. Yeah, another one. See, this is what I do while you're home, sitting on your couch with your old lady, eating chips, wishing you could do this. Shit. I'm out here doing it, so you can hate me later. Actually, a friend of mine brought it down from New Mexico. And I seen it. Fuel price are four dollars a gallon. So I got aggravated, and I thought, well, you know what? I'm gonna put a motor in it. this little Cummins in this and get 50 miles a gallon run on biofuel. So it'll be environmentally friendly for the tree people, and um, it'll get 50 miles a gallon. So then I can drive on 10 gallons of gas I can go to California and back. How's that? That's cool. And the big three can't make nothing against 50 miles a gallon? That's right. And we can do it in two weeks? Nice. Hello out there. Peabody and Sherman here. Set the Wayback Machine. We enter the Wayback and we're immediately hurtled back through time and space. This is Richard Rawlings from Gas Monkey Garage, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio in Cars. So get you some of that. Okay, listeners, welcome. You're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Run to your computers in Google, Tantalk1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studios. I'm actually trying to set up my glasses and wave to everybody. Don't forget to check out our website, GolfstreamMotorsports.com, where you can find out all about us. And if you missed any of our past shows, go to our archive page, which is Nostalgic Radio and Cars. You can listen to all 427. Now, for you Ford guys, 427 is a significant number. And for you Chevy guys, yeah, it's a significant number as well if you got a big rap motor. Last week it was 426 for the Hemi boy, so we uh, we make everybody. And it won't be too long, and we'll have 455 for the Pontiac guys and, uh, you know, all the big blocks. All the big blocks. You know what they say? There's no substitute for cubic inches or no replacement for displacement. That's what it was. So, anyway, uh, good evening there, Mr. Vaughn. How are you doing? Hey, Robin, how are you doing tonight? I'm hanging in there. Okay, let's just go right to the FLA Car Shows Minute, FloridaCarShows.com, FLACarShows.com. Now, again, if you want to find out where all the car shows are in the great sunshine state, the state of Florida. You know, for years and years and years, I used to badger on Florida, you know, because, 
you know, when you come from California, it's like, really, any other state? Eh. But that's kind of like, uh, you know, all right, so I got to get over my hang-up. But at any rate, uh, but I'm starting to take a liking to, to, to Florida because, you know, it's not a bad old state. It's a little humid at times, and it's very buggy. We got some strange people coming here. Um, but other than that, Florida's not bad. We got some pretty cool stuff. Now, what we're really trying to do, in fact, the whole purpose of this radio show, years ago, eight and a half years ago, when I started this on May 13th, 19, no, 19, listen to me, 2010, was to kind of uh, get the show out there so people would tune in and try to create this uh, synergy. You know, and the thing about California, for example, is the car show scene is like really the thing it's like everybody everywhere digs cars and everybody's into it and they all get together they all show up they all drive their cars and it's like here in florida it's like we don't drive cars unless it's a special occasion now i drive currently i'm just beating around in my little uh 74 mgb gt last of the chrome bumper cars miss money penny you hear me talking about her all the time and when I picked her up a few years ago, uh, upon the advice of my son, we thought, well, we'll just get her for a little bit, clean it up, and then sell it. But she's become an integral part of the family and probably a pretty good promotional tool for Nostalgic Radio and Cars and Gulfstream Motorsports. And uh, and oddly enough, out of all the vehicles that I own that on occasion break down, where I may on occasion have to call my good friend – Grease Gurus, uh, Tim Gibson up there at uh, Tim's Performance Service Center up in Tarpon Springs, since he's the master of, of diesels now. That's just gotten to be his thing, 6.0s and, and uh, 7.3s, even though he lowers his standards and he actually drives a Dodge with a Cummings in it. Har har, Tim, I know you're listening. I have to beat on Dodges, you know, because I'm a Ford guy. And, um, of course, I can't say much because a Cummings is a Cummings, and it's in a Dodge. And Ford actually uses International up until six, uh, 2012 or 11 or 10 or 8 or whatever when he came out with the 6.4, which was actually a POS motor. And then he finally came out with the 6.7, which is all Ford, which is actually a pretty good diesel motor. But it's way too sophisticated for me. But anyway, so back to the Florida, FLACarshows.com. So, and back to Florida, car shows. We need to have more synergy in the state of Florida, more guys getting into the car scene, more guys driving their cars every day. It's, you know, it's no good to have these cars sitting in the garage. Yeah, I got a fair amount of cars that sit there and that uh, I limp around once in a while, but I, I do bring some of them out. But Miss Moneypenny, I drive her all the time. She's just a cool little car, and she's just, uh, she's a real attention getter. She's a looker, too. And uh, so, you know, she's been on a number of car shows. She's been in parades, uh, done some promo stuff. So she's a good little car. So the, the trick is, is if you have an old car, drive it. You know, my friend Chris at Lincoln Land, he drives old Lincolns all the time. My friend up in Orlando that uh, deals in Mustangs, Pete Geisler, he drives old Mustangs every once in a while. Uh, I got a bunch of guys to drive. A friend of mine messes with Porsches. He drives old 911s all the time. And occasionally I drive my 356. Uh, but I got to do some tweaking on it. But at any rate, so you got to drive your old cars. You know, it doesn't matter whether it's a four door, whether it's a two door, whether it's a foreign car, domestic car, you know, any kind of car, you know, uh, even if it's a groovy station wagon, man, um, you got to drive it. So what do we got going on this weekend? We got the mid Florida classic car show slash Lake mirror deal going on. in I think Lakeland this weekend, We've got the DuPont Cars and Coffee, which is this Saturday morning. I think this is the third Saturday of the month. And then, of course, followed by Dimmit. Dimmit provides you with snacks, by the way, and free coffee. Then the big event, obviously, is SEMA in a couple of weeks. And that's the one that we all aspire to go to. And everybody needs to go to SEMA. And then the week after that, we have Bug Jam going on the same weekend as we have the Cigar City Concourse. And that's our good friend Vic Piano, and uh, Vic will probably come on here sometime in the next week or two and talk about the Cigar Kitty, Cigar City, Cigar Kitty City Concourse. And any other car shows that are going on in the state of Florida, be sure and check out flacarshows.com. Now, let's see. Uh, what did I do this weekend? Because you always don't want to know what I do with, on the weekends. Well, I went to Mount Dora because it's the Guitars and Cars car show. And it's guitars swap meet, and it's a car show slash swap meet. So the swap meet was mm, relatively anemic. The guitar show, you know, it's still a little early, and you know, still warm and muggy out there. So you know, a lot of guys just ain't uh, willing to hang out there and sweat it out and uh, pimp 
guitar parts, but I was hanging out there with my good friend Bobby from Orlando, from uh, Orlando, Spring, Silver Springs, and he's a very good musician, and he was telling me that uh, they're working on some projects, so we may have him and then a friend of his come on the show, and his friend is Mr. Muse, who used to play for Firefall, and Kansas. And uh, so we may have, and I think he lives here in Dunedin, I'm not sure. He may be listening, you never know. We get a fair amount of people that like to listen to our show. Believe it or not, yes we do. And we're live on YouTube. Did I say that? Did I mention that earlier? And don't forget to check us out on Facebook and Twitter and all the other good social media stuff. So anyway, while I was on my way back, I was, uh, you know, uh, checking out some real estate because we're thinking about relocating up that way to Hernando Citrus County. And I pulled over alongside the road to MapQuest, and I was driving my Mighty uh, Excursion 6.0. So then I had to jump back out in traffic, and I just couldn't get a break, and there was a little window there. So naturally, I got out, and I legged it. All of a sudden, I'm going down the road, and I'm pushing about 70, 75 miles an hour, trying to keep up, trying to get out of everybody's way, actually. And all of a sudden, boom, boom, and I see my hood just kind of like jump up. And I go, what the heck? And all of a sudden, the truck gets real loud, and I go, crap. So I shut her down real quick, pulled over, got out of the truck. And popped my hood, and there's an intercooler tube on the top of the motor because the six O's are, are turbocharged. And there's a plastic, not aluminum, not steel, a plastic intercooler tube. And it fractured. I mean, it split right down the middle. Looked like a banana. And I go, crap. So I wasn't exactly sure. So naturally, I had my handy-dandy uh, cell phone there. So I kind of Googled it real quick just to see if this was going to be a major issue. And obviously, it wasn't. But... And, of course, I already know that, you know, it's just the intercooler, so it's just sucking air. So, basically, I'm down on power, you know, I can barely go over 40, 50 miles an hour, you know, so I just got to kind of nurse it back. And I was all the way, I was two hours out, two and a half hours out. So, I was up in Lake County off uh, 470 out there, so between Lake County and Hernando County. And uh, so, I got her back, got her home. I was tweaking on it this morning, got it all apart, went around looking for the part. Now, apparently what I found out is that 2003, 2004, early 2005, 6.0s have an aluminum tube, and 2005, late, and 6 and 7, they have a plastic tube, which has a tendency to, like most plastic does, it uh, tends to dry up, get brittle, and go crack, which is what mine did. Anyway, that's uh, why they got a fix, so... uh, Got to go to see my buddy F-250 Mike tomorrow and let him hose me down and rake me over the coals and buy a tube. And I'm going to go with the aluminum one. I'm not going to put a, uh, I'm not going to put a plastic one back on it. They do make a Chinese uh, made in China retro tube, but I got a real problem putting some Chinese on my Ford, my American-made Ford, you know. So, you know, and it's, you know, we always say keep America, America, make America great. Let's put American parts on our car. Right, Vaughn? You know, even though you got Chinese wheels on your charger, um, probably. Detroit made, though. Detroit made? Okay, well, de- de- painted in Detroit, right? <laughs> Something in Detroit. Boxed in Detroit. That's what it was. Boxed in Detroit. Hey, if you tuned into our show last week, we had a pretty good interview. We had uh, Mr. Jay Leno, the one and only, and that was a pretty good show. week before that, we had uh, Mark Farner. And we're in the uh, Startober month. So this month, we're going to have a number of celebrities come on our show, and tonight... We have a TV celebrity coming on for you again. He's been on the show before, and uh, he's got a really cool, wicked show. And I think what we're going to do right now, we're going to go ahead and fire up the turntable. Here's a song that kind of, yeah, it's probably fitting for this evening. But this also goes out to Radio Rob. Here's a little Nickelback. You're tuned into Nostalgia Getting Cars. Don't touch that dial. We will be right back.
Muscles high rate, body cops I love to beat up Find a couple lot of grass so I can eat my meals for free I'm gonna dress my with the latest fashion Get a front door key to the Playboy Mansion Gonna date a Santa phone that loves to blow my money for me Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friend, Corey, at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Car sent you. Looking for car shows? Then look no further than flacarshows.com. On your computer or on your mobile device, flacarshows.com is a comprehensive list of automotive events plus videos and news articles. Whether you're looking for car shows, cruise-ins, meetups, automotive festivals, cars and coffees, or anything else relating to an internal combustion engine, then this is a site for you. Check it out online or on your phone at flacarshows.com. Hey, this is Tammy Edelbrock, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, we're back, and you are tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I was just checking my <laughs> emails here. And here's what's going on. Uh, my whole plans for this weekend just changed. Uh, automotive Antique Car Swap Meet Car Show Car Corral. South Florida Car Swap Meet and Car Show. October 21st, 8 to 3 a.m., South Florida Fairgrounds in West Palm Beach. Wow. Okay, there's a calling to all our swap mate junkies, and the pictures look pretty good. Now, you never know where the pictures were taken, when they were taken. They could have been taken to Hershey. They could have been taken to Carlisle. They could have been taken to Daytona. They might have even been taken there. They're swap mate. Who knows? But, uh, man, being a swap mate junkie, it is, you know what? You talk about a sickness. It's a disease, you know? I mean, I think I got to go. If you hear me say, oh, I got to go to a swap meet, man. I got to get a fix. Well, yeah. <laughs> You know, so, uh, okay, so that's interesting. So, hey, if you guys want to text me and ask questions during the show, since we're not really a call-in show, particularly if we have a guest on the show, you can text me at 415-578-3563. Get it? 415-578-3563. Thank Porsche. 3563. If you want to text me, go ahead and send me a text, and I'll try to answer any questions during the show, since, like I said, we're not really a call-in show. But uh, anyway, so let's see. What else? Okay, so we went to the cars and guitars thingy, and, uh, you know, I think there's a couple of really cool car guys that we're trying to get on the show here with a little luck that are also musicians. So, you know, we love the talk to musicians and we love to talk to car guys and we like to throw in a little bit about guitars and i cannot overemphasize you know we got some music people around here you know stevie b's been on our show jim terry's been on our show bear from uh, stevie b's up there stevie b himself obviously has been on our show a couple other local guys you know you got clay's guitars up there in tarpon springs so pick up a musical instrument it's just fun you know, stand and walk. Instead of walking out and taking a coffee break or a smoke break, pick up a musical instrument and practice. I mean, a guitar is not that hard. Piano is not that hard. They're relatively simple instruments. It's just practice, practice, practice. Now, I shouldn't be saying much because I'm not that good, but, you know, I mean, rhythm is not that hard. You know, chords, you know, it's just a matter of hopefully your fingers bend in the right direction. But uh, anyway, just practice, practice, practice because music's fun. It really is. It's cool. And uh, of course, we go to these uh, open mic nights, and tomorrow night is uh, open mic night over in. Safety Harbor, Brady's barbecue, Backyard Barbecue over there, you know. But if you're going to go to get barbecue, you got to go check out the Rib Shack. And 
Don't forget to check out Vinny's Pizza over there in Largo. You know, give them a shout over there. I think they've still got their dollar slice for cheese pizza. Dollar for a cheese pizza slice. Anyway, hey, I think we're going to go ahead and fire up the stereo. We're going to get our guest on the show here in a few minutes. And uh, we'll have a nice uh, conversation. This gentleman's uh, been on TV now. He's coming to his fourth season. So uh, we're kind of excited to have him on the show. Super nice guy. Here's a little Johnny Cash for all you parts junkies, including myself. This is, uh, what's it called, one part at a time? Something like that. One piece at a time. One piece at a time. Hey, you're tuned into Nostalgia Getting Cars. Don't touch that dial. We will be right back with our special guest for the evening. Every day I'd watch them beauties roll by, and sometimes I'd hang my head and cry. Because I always wanted me one that was long and black. One day I devised myself a plan that should be the envy of most any man. I'd sneak it out of there in the lunchbox in my hand. Now getting caught meant getting fired, but I figured I'd have it all by the time I retired. I'd have me a car worth at least a hundred grand. I'd get it one piece at a time, and it wouldn't cost me a dime. You know it's me when I come through your town. day when I punched in with my big lunchbox and with help from my friend, I left that day with a lunchbox full of gears. I've never considered myself a thief, but GM wouldn't miss just one little piece, especially if I strung it out over several years. The first day I got me a fuel pump, and the next day I got me an engine and a trunk, then I got me a transmission and all the chrome. The little things I could get in my big lunchbox, like nuts and bolts and all four shocks, but the big stuff we snuck out my buddy's mobile home. Now up to now my plan went all right till we tried to put it all together one night, and that's when we noticed that something was definitely wrong. The transmission was a 53 and the motor turned out to be a 73, and when we tried to put in the bolts all the holes were gone. So we drilled it out so that it would fit, and with a little bit of help from an adapter kit, we had that engine running just like a song. Now the headlights, there was another sight. We had two on the left and one on the right, but when we pulled out the switch, all three of them come on. The back end looked kind of funny too, but we put it together, and when we got through...
are listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Listen to the thunder. Okay, we're back. And you tune in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and it's time to introduce our special guest for the evening. I'm delighted to welcome this gentleman back. I kind of call him a friend because I see him out in Vegas every year. He hangs out in the lobby with the rest of us. He's got probably one of the really coolest shows. He's got a great facility over there. He's extremely talented. His show is now in the fourth season. I'm delighted to welcome Steve Darnell, host of Vegas Rat Rods and Welder Up. Steve, how you doing, buddy? Good, good, man. How are you today? Hanging in there. So how are things out in Vegas? You get ready for SEMA? Oh, yeah. We are uh, we are starting to get everything in here. Every year when SEMA starts up, it's like it's a rush to make sure everything's going to run, make sure it all gets down there, where we're going to put it, um, what is my time frame, where am I going. It's a, it's chaos, but it's, it, I love it at the same time. So it's it's coming. It's coming quick. It's coming. Now, the first time I met you was out there. You were on a show back in 2014. I think that was the first season for your show. And uh, when I, you were outside and you were unloading a bunch of your trucks and car, I think you had the 55 or 56 gasser, and then you had a couple of the uh, other mean machines that you put together. So what do you bring? Are you going to be outside or are you going to be inside this time? Um, we're going to be outside and inside. So there's supposed to be some, um, I think, at the Discovery booth. Okay. So we're going to put two of them there. Um. We're not sure if we're going to be at the American Racing booth where the, the American Racing wheels um, we were supposed to be, but there might be something out there. And then we're going to have, like, Edwards, um, Iron Workers, Porta Cool, and Wolf, and Estab. So, yeah, there's going to be, I think there's seven or seven cars going that I can think of. Wow. So there'll, there'll be a lot of them around, the, around there this year. Speaking of welders, which is good, that's good. Okay. Speaking of welders, now do you use Lincoln or do you use Esob? Well, I was with Lincoln, but now I'm with Esob. Okay. Um, you know, we're just we're you know, I'm I'm wanting to go one direction, and they're kind of wanting to stay in their direction. So I just I need to do what I think best for me and my people. You okay. know. Um. So we're just kind of starting this little adventure with Esob, and been using their machines, and they're you know they're hooked up with. Uh, Thermodynamics, they own that, and Victor, which is a great product. I've been using it since I was a little kid, you know, the torches. Uh-huh. And their their plasma cutter is just the best. I've, I've awesome plasma cutters. Okay. So <clears throat> the machines are pretty pretty sweet. We've so you know, everything's so good. It, or so far so good. So it's been been a good experience. So what got We're you happy. Okay, cool. What got you hooked on diesels? Because I know you, a lot of your stuff is, uh, and I know you're kind of a Cummings guy, and I always make jokes about Cummings. You know, me being a Ford guy, I have to do that, but that's okay. They're, <laughs> Cummings, Cummings do, hey, look, I'll tell you what, I hate to admit it, but the straight, in the, an inline six Cummings will actually outrun probably all the rest of the diesels when they're when they're put together right. Well, put it this way, you know, it's, when the world comes to an end, yeah, I can go, I can go drain the oil out of your Ford and pull it in. Pour it into the diesel tank on my <laughs> my Cummins, and I can drive it home. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait, 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 wait. I have a Ford diesel. I have a six zero and a seven three. See? So, now wait a minute. Now yeah. you're, you're using um, biofuel on some of your cars because I know you talk about that on the show a lot. So seriously, if you you can actually use motor oil, but you got to put it in a centrifuge and process it, right? Um, somewhat. The engine oil, not not bad. I run them fast pumps on them, and they got such a big filter on them yeah that you could you can mix it you could throw i could throw i could throw 10 gallons of diesel fuel in with a or 10 gallons of engine oil in there and drive it around on with mixed diesel fuel you know without and, um but you'd have to filter it first though right no no it goes through the filter it's not that bad it doesn't really it doesn't clog the filters up like you would think huh. um now if you're if you're using a vegetable oil or grease out of a you know, like out of a taco cart, yeah, then you would have to filter it. And then you also got to make sure that you need to know what temperature, you know, anything under, you know, probably 80 degrees, uh, you need to start heating it and because it'll gel. Okay. You don't want to gel up, but you can. I mean, we do it. Um, We do it all the time. I mean, one of my mechanic, he drives around. I don't even know if he's paid for fuel in the last 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> and he drives a 12-valve 97 Dodge, and 
you know, he drives back and forth from here to Havasu all the time, and he runs uh, taco grease right out of a friend of his uh, restaurant. <laughs> and um, he'll, he'll mix it with, he, he figures it costs him about a, a dollar a gallon is what he figures. So, it, you know, and that's what's cool about the P-Pump 12-valve Cummins is you can get away with a lot of stuff, you know. Um, but you got to be careful when you start running that vegetable oil. You don't want it to get thick because once it gets thick and it gels up, then you got a mess. <laughs> you kind of got to know what you're doing there. Okay. So, like, but, now do you, do you, you have a shop in town, uh, and I can't remember, it's on the other side of the, the railroad tracks there and that's kind of like your uh shop where you do some stuff but you also it's kind of like where for for tourists can come and look at some of your stuff and you got the i was so impressed you got some amazing dioramas i mean life-size dioramas and i'm telling everybody you if you go to vegas you definitely have to check out steve's shop over there because that that i gotta tell you steve that was probably the most impressive shop that i'd ever been in no lie i mean that seriously that was really really cool well, I, I, yeah it, i mean thank you and it's uh it's it, you know, I want people to, when they come to Vegas, you know, you look at the, the, the lights and you're like expecting, you know, showgirls and, and, you know, fancy stuff all the time. But when you walk into the welder up shop, you feel like you're kind of at home, you know, you maybe at your grandpa's shed or, you know, you feel like you're out in the middle of nowhere. Like it's, it's a destination that is kind of hidden. But when you walk in here, it's, it's just like an experience of what it feels like to be out on a pick looking for an old rat rod or something or part. And that's kind of what I want it to feel like when you come in here. You're you're not only looking at the cards, but it's, it's almost like you're on a little pick. And you're like, oh, that's cool. I, my grandpa had one of those or my dad had one of those or my mom used to have one. You know what I mean? Like there's so many things yeah. recognizable in there that people can relate with. Um, that it, and, it, and people that don't know, the younger generation, you know, they walk in and they're like, what is, this is cool. What is this stuff? You know, and it's like a history lesson. So it, it covers a lot of bases. It's, it's cool. We're trying to expand. I'm actually running out of room. So I'm thinking <laughs> about making it a little bigger and and a uh, little bit, a little bit of talk of possibly doing a welder up themed super cool restaurant on the strip. We Ooh. haven't quite got it all put together. No promises. I'm kind of letting the cat out of the bag with you right now, but if this comes through, it's going to be super cool. So um, that's that's something I've been kind of on the sideshow working on right now. Well, you Just heard it here. Put that together. You heard it here first on Nostalgia Radio and Cars. Steve's going to open up a welder up restaurant. In fact, he's going to franchise it. We're coming to Orlando with it, right, Steve? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, hey, if it goes good, we might be out there putting one up. Why not? Yeah, no. I mean, I really wish there was more TV shows and car stuff in Florida. You know, the guys are. I was talking about this all the time. They're like, uh, they they come out when you know, like on a, for a car show. I mean, out west, we drive our stuff all the time. I mean, you know, at least that's the way it is in your neck of the woods. Now, your other shop is where it's out in the desert a little bit on the outside of, outskirts of uh, Vegas. Well, I mean, I've got a little shop at my house that I just me and my kids. We go home and we work on our dirt bikes, and you know, if we got a we're always thinking around with something, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like my little salvation from here. So when I leave this chaos, you know, I go <laughs> home and it seems like, you know, most people go home and like, you know, they want to maybe sit in the backyard in the lawn chair and hang out. But I'm just, I'm too anxious. It's like there's there's so much crap that needs to be done all the time. <laughs> I'm always doing something. So, and you know, I got these two kids that are just like me, you know, like, my oldest son's got so much crap laying around over there that he's got five or six trucks. He's got five or six different dirt bikes. He's he's always buying and selling and trading. And, you know, he's trying to actually trade a couple of my welders off right now today. I got some old welders <laughs> on the back. I go, hey, put those on Craigslist or something. Get rid of them. He's got some guy that wants to trade him a Ford truck for him now. And, you know, he'll take that and flip it and sell it. And, you know, so just keeping up with those guys at home is is a lot, you know. Now, but, your, you know, your son's Chase and Cash, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yep. are, are they, they're actively uh, on the show with you too, right? Yeah, this year, you know, they're out of school now, so they're 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 on the show full-time. So, which is great, you know, having them here. And, you know, they're such good little guys. And, you know, they, they work pretty hard. And, you know, I really I can't complain, to be honest with you. But 
they don't know any different. They grew up on a shop floor, you know, working and learning how to weld things, and they race dirt bikes, and they've always had cars, and they've always earned and made their own way, though. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of threw them out there and said, hey, just figure it out. You know, if you want something better than that, then sell that and upgrade and do that. You know, and they've done that. So now they know how to, you know, you know, make a living just kind of buying and selling things and fixing them up and you'll bring them in the shop and they'll clean them all up and flip them. And, you know, when you're kind of somewhat mechanically inclined, you can do things like that. You know, somebody comes in and goes, hey, the transmission's out of this truck. I'll sell it to you for this. And then they'll bring them in here and throw a transmission in it or pull it out and fix it. And then down down the road and they made two or three thousand bucks. I mean, you know, at 18 years old or 17, that's not a bad deal, you know. No, that's so, super. Yeah, yeah. So it's a good trade for them, you know, just to do that kind of when they're not filming, they're kind of either welding or they're they're building stuff. They're they're always busy, so that's good though, you know. So, so I'm pretty proud of them. That's great, and you know, nothing makes a dad happier than when your kids are kind of like self sufficient, self reliant, and productive, right? Well, yeah, because you know, I I couldn't imagine what it'd be like if they were so dependent on me right now because I'm so busy with the show. I'm so busy with proactive moves that I want to make and, you know, trying to put all these builds together and I've got a business to run. And the worst thing that I'd want is a kid that I have to, like, coax into doing something or get them off the couch or, you know, try to give them a job and they don't follow through. And I would hate that. I, I just don't have time for it. So I'm glad that they... You know, I'm glad they're motivated enough to where they kind of want to do their thing. And, you know, they're both different, so they're not exactly the same, but they're pretty close. I mean, they both, they, they love diesel engines and turbos. And, you know, one of them's a little bit more into, like, the, the, the import stuff because he really loves turbos and he wants to, you know, go drift stuff. And the other one's more like, you know, four-wheel drive trucks with big diesels and twin turbos. And But they at the end of the day, they're still in the shop working on the same thing. You know what I mean? They're just together doing it fighting the whole way but you know they're doing it together you know that's cool so, i mean yesterday morning i had to chill him out you know one of them blew the turbo up in the other one's truck so he tried to hurry and get up really early in the morning and fix the other brother's problem before he got back from his girlfriend and so he's out there you know it shows up and he's like where's cash and i go well he blew the turbo up in your truck last night he's out in the shop trying to fix it and this is at my house and you know, then I go out there and the one's mad at the other one, but they're, you know, critiquing how the job should be done, but they're still doing it together. So at the end of the day, <laughs> it's still love and it's, it's pretty funny, but I wouldn't have it any other way. You know what I mean? So it's, it's good. That's good. That's good. Family, little family, sibling rivalry, and yet uh, a lot of family camaraderie too. For our listeners that just tuned in, Steve, tell us like uh, what you did before Welder Up. What was your uh, occupation and your and some of the things you had going on before before the, before your fame? Well, crazy thing is, is um, you know, um, it, it kind of a split life in a way. I grew up. I was born in Las Vegas. My mom married a guy from Montana. So when my parents split up, I went with my mom to Montana. And that's where I kind of learned this cowboy stuff, you know, and like being around ranchers and my aunt and uncle had a ranch in Eastern Montana and it was really cool because I learned how to ride horses and I learned how to like know what, know things about cattle and, um, actually went into, uh, you know, I went into this thing for 20 years. I, I was rodeo and I went, you know, had a truck and a trailer and horses and I traveled and I went and team rope before I, you know, before I got married and stuff, I did that on my before I married my kids as mom. And then, uh, but here in Vegas, you know, when I was a little kid, my dad would ship me here every, every summer. And then I'd work in a steel yard. So every summer I was here in Vegas learning how to work, you know, in the steel industry. And that's really what happened is when I graduated high school, I went to work full time for my dad. And, you know, he was a hard ass just like the rest of them. And just, you know, he, uh, he worked me and, um, you know, I learned the met, the, the, you know, I was an iron worker basically. And, um, you know, we dealt with a lot of rebar structural steel. Um, and that's where I learned how to weld and fabricate. Um, you know, we had bridge cranes and there was always something broke because we sheared rebar. So whenever you're cutting metal with metal, 
you know, things are going to break. <laughs> and, um, you know, so there would be nights that, you know, my dad would be sitting there at 2 o'clock in the morning. We'd be out there welding on an old piece of greasy hydraulic oil leaking piece of machinery to make sure that it was ready <laughs> for the next morning, you know. And, I mean, it didn't happen a lot, but, you know, but that's where I learned. You know, I built a lot of flatbeds. Um, you know, we were, we hauled and delivered a lot of steel around Las Vegas. So my dad was, you know, I think I was 17 or 18. He goes, go out there and build me a flatbed for that truck. And it was, you know, a 26-foot flatbed. So I got into really building flatbeds to the point where I was building flatbeds for other people. And I would do it for side jobs. And then, you know, I got into rod iron and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And then, you know, by 2006, my dad uh, had enough, you know, he's ready to sell out. He sold the steel business and I went and did, you know, welder up. And, um, you know, at that point I just kind of started welding heavy machinery and equipment and, um, you know, still doing a little bit of rod iron and <laughs> kind of funny. I went on this deal where I built probably about seven or eight chimpanzee cages made out of like three eighth inch woven wire. And there was like 3000 square feet. And they had swings in them, and I made trees in them, like fake trees. And it, <laughs> it was kind of fun. And they had these gates where you'd have to run it in, like run the little chimpanzee in through one and then shut him in this gate. And then so you could go clean the other one, and I, it was it was chaos. But <laughs> it was just kind of one of them things in my life that, you know, what I never thought I'd do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what I mean? It was just weird, but... You know, all those things kind of led up to now, and I, I think in 2000 and about seven or eight when the economy kind of tanked, you know, I was just, you know, I was like, called my dad on the phone. I go, hey, it's, it's slow. What, what should I do here? You know what I mean? And he's like, well, do something that you don't normally get to do when you're, when you're busy. You know what I mean? And I thought about that for a couple of days, and I thought, you know what? I've always wanted to build a diesel rat rod. No one's done one. And I want to do a, you know, like something that makes, you know, tons of horsepower. And so I sat in my shop for two and a half months on the shop floor and I built the D-Rod. And um, I'd built a couple of rat rods prior to that, just thinking around. But when I put that diesel engine in there, that just kind of really kind of changed the dynamics of, of you know, what we're doing here. I mean, it, it really changed the car world, you know. I mean, when people seen that car on YouTube doing burnouts and you know this is now 10 years ago i mean this is 10 years ago and if there's anybody listening that has been following kind of what i've been doing they remember that big burnout that you everybody's seen on their screen savers and and uh they had them back you know on their phones and this and that back then but that kind of was the the push off you know and i had so many people want to do a tv show that you know, I kind of thought, well, maybe I, you know, I mean, you know, the economy's not really great. Maybe I should go ahead and just do this for a while and see what happens. And and if <laughs> I didn't realize the struggle that you have to go through to get, it's been 10 years and it's still like, you know, it's still a little bit of a, you know, it's not like I'm in the clear. Everybody thinks that you're worth millions. You're not. You're just not. It just doesn't work that way. You do it because you love it. And, you know, I got these guys in my shop that are relying on me and, and I rely on them because they're so talented and I put together a really cool crew, you know, with Travis and, you know, Merlin. I got this new mechanic this year. Uh, I've had him two years now. Um, Is that Cheyenne? You know, my kids. No, no, she's not. She's not on this year. Okay. Um, so <clears throat> it's... Uh, it's now just the guys, you know, we got a good group of guys in here and we're just knocking out cool stuff and, you know, it's just all being motivated. You know, you got to be a motivated person to get to this point. You can't, you can't ever sit down. You can never take a day off. You can't go on vacation. There's just, there's no, you just got to keep going, you know, you know, you gotta, I guess you rest when you're dead. So while I'm alive, I'm just going to keep rolling, <laughs> you know? Yeah, definitely. But, so tell us about some of the project. What's the premise for some of your project? What's the nucleus of it? What gets you going? I mean, you know, because obviously every one of them is unique and different. I mean, you do a lot with diesels, obviously, you know. And uh, so kind of like uh, for the for the purposes of the show, do they tell you, do they give you complete and total control, like in terms of the creative uh, aspect of what you want to build? And do they give you, do they set parameters in terms of timeline? How does that all work? 
Um, yeah, you know, I mean, <clears throat> with the production, you have a certain amount of time that you need to get something done because, you know, it's a production and it's set up on a time frame. But as far as the creative part of it, they give me 100%. They just, whatever, Steve, you just build whatever you want to build. And, you know, if, if it ever changed, I wouldn't be doing this because, you know, you can't take a guy that's an artist and tell him to paint a picture the way that he doesn't want to do it. It just feels, it never comes out right. You know, when, when someone puts a lot of input on what they think of what they want me to build them, it doesn't turn out as good. But if they just let me be alone and build it the way I want, it always, it turns out better. You know what I mean? Because then I'm not, I'm not scared. But when you start giving me parameters and telling me like what I can and can't do, now I'm scared to, to disappoint you. So really what you need to do is just drop a suitcase off full of money and say, I'll see you in a month and <laughs> build me whatever you want. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the best way to do it, you know, but, um, but no, they're cool. I mean, you know, Discovery Channel's been really good and they don't, you know, they don't, they don't really tell me anything that whether I should build something or not, unless it conflicts with another show, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that would be the only way other than that. Yeah. It's a pretty much a, an open book and you know, and that's what makes the show good is people know it's real. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, we're real guys. This is a real deal. I mean, we really build this stuff and we do it in the time frame we say we do. Um, you know, it's been been a hard road to get to this point, and you know, it's never easy. It's never easy. Some um, some of the vehicles that you're building, and 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 they're all really unique looking in a way. You know, and in fact, I was going to ask you. We were talking earlier because uh, I I was asking about some of the bumper music. You know, give me some songs, and I I, I was looking at that video on that one song, and it was. Uh, can't remember the name of it now, but it was House of the Rising Sun, and it was something finger, something or other, whatever it was. That band. Oh yeah, five finger, five finger death punch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, now I was looking at the video, and of course there was we. I didn't have time to edit it before I played it, so we didn't play it. But there's uh, a lot of looks like a lot of your vehicles in that particular video, right? Yeah. So Zoltan from Five Finger Death Punch, which he's the he is the actually the guy that kind of runs the band. Yeah. Um, he called me up and he's like. You know, we met one time and got to be kind of friends. And he's like, hey, man, I'm, I got to go on tour. I think they were going to China or somewhere to tour. He goes, I really want to shoot this, you know, House of the Rising Sun video. Um, he gave me some ideas on what he wanted to do. And he goes, do you think you can help me put this together? And I said, sure. You know, so I took about a week and I went and got scaffolding. I got tents. Um, we got a location out on the dry lake bed. Um we built the town, brought all my stuff. I emptied my yard out. I had junk laying around, so I brought everything there and basically landscaped it in one day. I built the town with my guys here at Welder Up. We landscaped it, shot the video the next day, and then um, tore the town down that night. Wow. And drove out of that dry lake bed before it rained because it was going to rain on us. So, yeah, it was it was a crazy day to do that. And I brought, like... Dude, I had, like, 30 girls in my house dressing them, like, you know, kind of steampunk-looking, like, you know, Mad Max-looking, uh-huh. you know what I mean? So I dressed two or three girls, and I said, okay, and then I had another girl that was kind of a, a designer, and, and I said, look, can you try to finish this off, and, you know, if you girls can put something together kind of similar to what we have here, just bring this when you come. And it was really cool, man. We had a bunch of girls show up and a bunch of guys, all the guys from the shop, I I mean, my even my ex-wife was in the video. My kids were in it. Um, it, it was it was fun, dude. We had a we had a great time. But um, but yeah, it was a cool it was a it was a cool video. It turned out really good. But it was a lot of work. We are just about out of time. If people want to find out more, now your show starts. Uh, you started the new season here, the first of the month, and you're on Monday nights at ten o'clock on Discovery, right? Well, it's Monday uh, night. Okay, it starts next Tuesday is oh. our new time. So we, we're going to be on Tuesday nights after this week. So it's on tonight. So we'll be on tonight. And tonight you'll be able, if you get there early enough, you'll be able to catch the first part and the second part. So you'll be able to watch it all tonight. Next Monday will be the next one. Or next Tuesday, I'm sorry. So it's, yeah, Tuesday for sure. Okay, super. So, 
Well, Steve, I wish you the best luck. I mean, it's like 30 minutes went by so quick. It's hard to believe. But uh, I look forward to seeing you out at SEMA. Uh, you got a great show. You come up with some really cool cars. And again, I want to thank my very special guest this evening, Steve Darnell, host of Vegas Rat Rods. Steve, take care. Best of luck to you in your show, and we'll see you in a couple weeks. Right on. Thank you, guys. Okay, take we'll care. See you later. All right, bud. Bye. I want to let all my listeners know that you can tune in here every Tuesday night on the Town Talk Radio Network between 7 and 8 p.m. to listen to the most fascinating legendary names in motorsports, music, just even boats. We do all kinds of cool stuff here. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter. We're on YouTube now, so that's kind of cool. And uh, tell all your friends. I want to see you guys at some of the car shows. There's a lot of car shows. Check out FLACarshows.com. Don't forget to check out the Rib Shack Barbecue. Maybe I'll see you at some of the open mics. And Vaughn, take care of this. We'll see you too next week. We have another great show for you. we got another very special guest coming on. So you know where to be every Tuesday night between 7 and 8 p.m. right here on the Town Talk Radio Network. In the meantime, everybody stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family. WTAN, Clearwater, FM 106.1, WCF, Dade City, Tampa Bay, WZHR, Zephyr Hills, FM 104.3. Listen.